Dylan, are we live? Are we live streaming? Amen. If you're watching online, hopefully you stood in your house for any of those things, and He's healing you right now too. And if you're watching online and you're not saved, we're going to say a prayer right now. But we're, we're, we believe in the boldness of God. We believe in making a public confession of our faith. And just like you, here's the interesting thing sometimes. We can stand for a miracle. We can stand for a healing. We can stand for financial breakthrough. But we won't stand to say, I need Jesus. If you're here right now and you don't know where you'd spend eternity if today you died, if today was the moment you passed into eternity, or at this very moment the Bible says the rapture happened, the trumpet sounded, and the church was taken like we showed in the movie Friday night, and you were left behind. Would You'd be left behind because you don't know Jesus this morning. If you're a sinner here, which we all are, look at the person next to you and say, you're a sinner, and so am I. Amen. And we need a Savior. We're all on equal playing ground. If you're not saved right now, would you just stand? You say, I need Jesus. Just stand right where you're at. We're going to pray for you. Just stand all across this place. If you don't know for sure, if you'd go to heaven, if you died, just stand. Come on, how many more? Just stand. Say, I need, I need to say the sinner's prayer. Amen. Maybe you're standing. Stand in your living room. Stand. Get out of your car. Stand at work. Amen. Praise God. Two more over there. Amen. How many more? I need Jesus. I want to be saved. How many more? This, just stay standing, stay standing, please, sir. Thank you. Thank you for being the first one. Sometimes it takes somebody just to be bold and stand up. Amen. The Bible says we're going to do this. We're going to stand before God. And the Bible says we're going to bow to him. And every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord. You're getting a chance to do it now instead of in judgment. So as I finish here and we're going to pray, you can still stand if you still need it. We don't want anyone to leave this place because as Brian said at the offering, what if this is your last chance? We're not saying that to scare you. The truth is, what is this is your last chance? I mentioned Gabe. Gabe, I hope you're okay with this. How many months ago was it? Six? Six months ago, his, his beautiful daughter. She shot and killed on the freeway, murdered on the freeway, right here on 35, dead in an instant, gone, gone, just like that. I see you two precious young ladies right here, close to her age, gone in a, in a second. If you're not saved here, why would you leave this place unsaved? Maybe you're not sure what that means. It means that the Bible says when we die, we're going one of two places. There's not three or four or five or six. We don't get any choices. It's heaven or hell. You can take that up with God. It's his word, not mine. He says we're going to heaven or hell. And the only way you can get to heaven isn't by, by even being a good person. It's by putting your faith in Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that while we were still sinners, he died for the ungodly, and that's you and me. And he said, I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll come down and lay my life down. He said, he, God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us so that we could be the righteousness of God and all you have to do today is believe that all you have to do today is say I admit that I'm a sinner and I need a savior and the Bible says he will come in and he'll forgive you of all your sins maybe you're here and you're not standing because you're thinking I, somebody invited me today and if you knew what I've done well let me just tell you something if you knew what the people in this church have done you would have already been standing because we have every possible example you can think of. And God has saved us all. 
Because there's no difference between someone who has stolen a piece of bubble gum or a murderer. They're both going to hell without Jesus. So we're going to say a prayer right now. We don't want anybody to leave because I don't know what tomorrow it, mean, prom, it means for you. It's not promised. I know that. So and I'm going to give five more seconds to make sure you're here. If you're, not, if you're sitting, then you're saved. But if you're not, stand up. If you are having some voices tell you right now not to do that, that's not God. That's the devil. Because just in case you don't know, God is wonderful and awesome, and the devil is the exact opposite. God loves you and has a plan for you. The devil hates you, and he has a plan for you too. He wants you to go to hell with him because he's already bound there. He wants to take everybody he can with him. So why would you let the devil take you there when Jesus made a way? He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life. Five, four, three, those watching online too, two, one. Say this with me, Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy and your grace. I'm a sinner. I feel your presence. You're knocking on the door of my heart. I need a savior. I need a change. I want to go to heaven. I want to live forever in your presence, in the joy that you have for me. Because of your blood, because of your sacrifice on the cross, I believe that I can be saved. I believe you not only died on the cross, but you rose from the dead so that I don't have to die, so I can have eternal life. Please forgive me. Wash me clean from all my sins and make me a new creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says the angels are rejoicing in heaven right now. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him praise. Come on, let's give him praise. Let's give him praise. Let's thank him. You can be seated this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. He's here. I don't know how the message is going to go. It's going to be good, but God just turned it all upside down. Moses was out working and tending the flock. How many know when we're working and doing something productive, that's a good place to start in life? We've been talking about this harvest that God wants to give us, and it has to do a lot with just doing what God told us to do. So Moses, how many have ever heard of Moses? Is out working in Exodus chapter 3. We're going to read a couple of verses in a second. And he's tending the flock and, and, uh, and working with sheep and other animals, and they're not even his. He's tending the flock of his father-in-law's animals because he's trying to keep his wife. And I thought about that, how messed up our society is here in America. I wish our and, I, and, and, and this is a, a funny part, not a serious one, because when you say how messed up our society is in America, it really is. But I'm talking about when people get married and a father gives his daughter away and then has to pay for the wedding. I just think that's messed up. In this story in the Bible, I think we should go back to Bible. Actually, now I don't care because I'm done. But I would have liked, I would have liked very much many years ago to have had it my way to go back to the Old Testament or like in Africa they do this as well and other countries in the world where when a man comes and says, hey, I want to marry your daughter, he says, that's fine. How much, how much are you going to give me? 
And it's called a dowry. It's called a dowry, and you have to pay money to that, to that uh, father. And I just think that makes a lot more sense. So I got two guys in here who came and robbed my daughters from me, and I had to pay for it. Amen? I love them, amen? But I still wish I wouldn't have had to pay for it. How many get what I'm saying? Moses is out doing this. He's out working to keep his wife and taking care of his father-in-law. And as he's working, he's just going through life. He has an experience, and he looks over and sees a bush burning. He sees flames on a bush. And so he's thinking, okay, that's that's interesting. He keeps working, and he keeps tending to the flock, and he looks over again, and several times he keeps looking over, and every time he looks over, he realizes the bush is still burning, but nothing's changing. It's not consuming. It's still there. So he recognizes, and this is important. This is what we've been talking about this month. I promise you, this is a month where you have to catch what the Holy Spirit is speaking. It's different. Brian, Brian has caught it. You can tell Brian has caught it. He's, he's recognizing that this isn't about me or what I'm saying. It's about what God's saying through me. And, the, and, and you'll catch something and you'll recognize God's moving. God is stirring the waters. God is here. And he looked over at that bush and he recognized this is not normal. This is supernatural. That bush should be being consumed right now. And it's not. So he's smart and he goes towards the fire. God wants us to draw closer to him. He draws closer to the fire and he looks at the bush and then out of the bush comes a voice that says, Moses. Moses. And, and maybe we didn't hear an audible voice, but did you know that when you just got saved, those that stood and raised their hand and stood to be saved and all the, the rest of us that have already given our lives to Jesus, we heard God say our name. He knocked on the door of our heart and he said, John, amen. He said, he said, uh, Natalie, he said, Carla, he said your name and you got saved and, 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 and then he gave you a call just like he did Moses. And he told Moses, I want you to go and free my people. He said, I want you to go to Pharaoh and I want you to free my people. And this is the word he hears. We're going to pick this up in Exodus chapter three, verse 13. It says, then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel, say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, and when they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? As we're witnessing right now, people hopefully are going to start asking us, what's the name of your God? And he says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. Nobody else in the world can say those words. Well, they can say them, but they don't have any power. But God says, I am who I am. And he says, you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. Maybe you need to go into your job and say, boss, I am has sent me to you. And the I am told me. That you're supposed to give me a raise. I hate. It's worth a try. Amen. The I am is here right now. And he has sent me to tell you some things this morning. Amen. He is, is the title of this message. He is. What is he? He is everything. He's everything you need this morning. He is 
your creator. He is your comfort. He is your joy. How many in this place have a joy that nobody can take away? No circumstance, no situation. How many have found that joy in the Lord that now you have that you didn't have before? Everything made you upset and now nothing can make you upset. Do you realize that's supernatural? He is your provision. He is your breath. He is your purpose. He is your hope. He is your light. He is your lawyer. I know some of y'all need some lawyers in here. I know some of you have needed some lawyers in here. Amen. He's the best lawyer. He is your authority. That's why right now when we prayed for healings and peace and financial things and salvation, I can stand here and in authority say in the name of Jesus because the Bible said he gave that authority to us. That we have the same authority that he has. He is your great shepherd. He is... Your high priest. He is your master. He is your Lord. He is your mediator. He is your perfect sacrificial lamb. He is the bright and morning star. He is your Messiah. He is your rock. Is anybody's rock this morning? He is the one who will never leave you or forsake you. He is your lion of the tribe of Judah. He is your resurrection and life. He is your righteous judge. And he is your almighty one. That's who he is. He is this morning. Amen. How many believe that he is? We're not, we're not here talking about some person we're talking about him. And, and he is here. Colossians, I want you to look at Colossians with me, has some of the best verses in the whole Bible about who he is. It's so powerful. And I, as I go to read this, I want you to think about any situation you're in. I want you to say that any with me. Any. Any situation you're in. The Bible, and by the way, every word that I'm speaking this morning that he is, is a verse. I don't have time to give you all the verses this morning. But every single word is in the Bible. Every single one of them. And, and probably many that I didn't think of. But I want you to understand that when you face a circumstance, a situation, God's children should be able to say, my situation says this, but he is able to deliver me from that situation. My, my doctor says that, that I have cancer, but he is my healer. The bank says I'm in the red, but he is my provider. And, and you need to learn how to speak the word over your situation. Because for whatever situation you're facing, or whatever situation you have, he is. Amen. Tell the person next to you, he is. Amen. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. In whom we have redemption. We will one day, church, be seeing why it's so important that we are forgiven 
Maybe we don't get that understanding as much here on earth as we will in heaven. But let me tell you something. We've been redeemed. I've always told people, if you could get a five-second glimpse of what hell looks like, you'd understand what redemption means. We're not talking about the worst prison in the world. We're talking about eternal separation from God. But we have in Him redemption. Amen. Through His blood. The forgiveness of sins. Is anybody in here thankful for the forgiveness of sins? Is anybody thankful for the forgiveness of sins? See, He is the Redeemer. He is the Forgiver. And we is the sinners. I love Texas lingo. You can pretty much say anything and get away with it. How many, how many is with me? We is sinners. Amen. And we is falling short of His glory. Such a good language, Texas. Forgiveness of sins. He is the image of of the invisible God. He is the firstborn over all creation. For by Him, some things were created. By Him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth. But let me just clarify something here. James says every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. So cockroaches don't. And mosquitoes don't. And centipedes don't. And you can throw whatever else you think shouldn't go in there. Don't. Amen? I believe personally that those things are from the fall of man. There's, there's no reason for a fly. Amen? I, what reason is there? Someone will stand up and tell me some, some explanation. But all those mosquitoes do is suck your blood and transfer it to somebody else. So all things that were created for good were created by God that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Here's another moment of the message you need to catch. The invisible realm of God is more real than this realm. Let me go over here. You guys didn't catch that yet. The invisible realm of God, the supernatural, the invisible and not seen is more real than this. Right here. It's more real. We just don't see it and we don't understand it. But once we get saved, we step over, the Bible says, from incorruption, sorry, from corruption to incorruption. We pass over from the power of darkness to the power of light. We, we pass over from being just the creation of God to children of God. Because we learned that we are worshiping this morning a God that we cannot see with our eyes. But I'm going to know you cannot see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. And right now, listen to this, there is a, a, a force of darkness fighting a force of light of God in the heavenlies right now that we cannot see. Here's an example. My, my son-in-law's father and mother, and, and actually brother, work for Southwest Airlines and work in, the, in, in that field, and, and Kip was showing me one day his phone with all the flights that are in the air at any given time, an app. And I should have asked somebody between services, but I didn't have a chance. We know that we see lots of planes here visibly in Dallas-Fort Worth because we have air, a big airport, two big airports, 
and planes come in at DFW, for example, every 45 seconds, they land and take off. Every, it's crazy. You see planes all the time. But those are at a, at a height coming down to land, but when they're flying at 35 to 40,000 feet, we don't see them, but they're up there. The visible becomes invisible and is up there flying around. If you were to see that app, you can't see anything but just stuff. I mean, it's just a, cl a clog of airplanes. And so just like you can't see those planes in the air when they go way up there, you can't see the battle that's happening right now for souls in heaven, in the heavenlies. Because it says, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. And, and church, there's a battle going on for the souls of humanity this morning. And when you gave your life to Jesus, the devil was doing everything he could to stop you from getting to that service or listening to that person at that practice or, or listening to that person at your job or, or listening to the, to the preaching on the square, which we had a great video announcements today showing the outreach on the square, that God is moving downtown on the square. Amen? It's, I was, me and Carla showed up the other day, and a guy met us and told us, hey, there's some people over there preaching. They come out here every week, and they're, they're doing God things. Isn't that what he told us? As soon as we got to the corner, and they were on the other corner. And they, they get flipped off, and they get cussed at, but a lot of people honk. And the police come out and watch. There's a battle for the souls of those people going on, just like there was a battle for your soul until you gave your life to Jesus. And so right now there's things happening in the principalities and the airs, and not, not only for your salvation, but for your destiny. Because God wants you to do more. And so it says, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. And it says, all things were created through him and for him. Leave that up for just a second because I just want to remind you this morning, we're not here for us, we're here for him. How many believe that? Maybe you got drugged here or invited here or tricked into coming here. But most of us are here because of Him. I come to give God glory. I come to give God praise. And so it says that all things are created through Him and for Him. And so we are here to lift up His name. To exalt His name. Let's keep reading. Verse 17. And He is. There it is. There's the title. And He is. Before all things. He, he was here before anybody else. Some people go, well, who created God? He did. He did. Because he was. He was. Well, how's that possible? Because he is. And he was. And he always will be. And, and the crazy thing is, is when he was and he is and always will be, he knew us. The Bible says before the foundations of the world, he knew us. Can you believe that he knew your, that when you were in, before, sorry, before, say before. before. How many here were born? Just make sure you're all awake. How many here were born? All right, amen. If you weren't born, come talk to me after. We'll, We'll figure some way out to use the awesome testimony for that. Amen. You were born. How many were here were born from a womb? A womb. 
your mother's womb. That's a hard word to say. I pray for my children's wombs, and it's womb. How many were born from a womb? Did you know that before you were in your mother's womb, God knew you? Before. Come on. Before you were even a twinkle in your daddy's eyes. Ain't Braden? About to get married. Before you were even a twinkle in your father's eyes, you were in his mind. He knew you before the foundations of the world. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, that's us, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. So you could just say he is it. He is everything. 19, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on the earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. <clears throat> he is your redeemer. Amen. He is... Keep clapping for this one. Your discipline. He is your correction. Amen. When we really love the Lord, you love correction. He is your holy of holies. He is your truth. Is anybody thankful that there's truth today? It seems like it's hard to find, but there is a truth in this word that does not change. He is your bridegroom. Some of you haven't read your Bibles enough to know that one. And the new people are like, what? Ask somebody. He is your counselor. He is your counselor. He is your mighty God. He is your everlasting Father. He is your all-knowing, your everywhere present, all-powerful God. Amen? He is... Your answer to your questions. He is your life transformer. Has anybody been in here been transformed? He is your ever-present help in time of need. He is your way maker. Your promise keeper. Your light in the darkness. Your miracle worker. He is the author of your and finisher of your faith. He is your victorious one. He is your conqueror. He is your alpha and omega. He is your beginning and your end. He is your indescribable gift. He is your everything. And he is your soon coming king. Hallelujah. Somebody give praise to the king. Hallelujah. Musicians, you can come back again. It hasn't been that long. Holy Spirit, turn the service around a little bit today. He knew what he was doing. Because now it's going to get to the part where he is your healing. He is your financial miracle. He is your prince of peace. He is your deliverer. He's the one who sets you free. He's your sin remover. 
He's your forgiveness, and he's your salvation. And then we were going to have you all stand. But today we gave you the dessert at the beginning. Amen. Has anybody ever eaten dessert before they ate the meal? That's fun. God's like, I'm going to give them dessert today before they eat the meal. Now you're already healed and peaceful and happy. And now we just thank God and go home. Knowing that he is everything you need. But here's what we did. One last verse in Matthew chapter uh, 18. Here's what we did before you went and sat down and we started the message. Powerful, powerful principle. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, leave this part up, please, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. These are not my words or the words of a man. This is God's word. Matter of fact, this particular word, straight from Jesus, red letter. He says, again, I say to you, and this is the he is talking, that if you would agree on earth, so when we come in together as a church like this, there's power in agreement. When we say we're going to pray for this service right now, there's power in the agreement of praying together for the needs of the people, praying together against sickness, praying for our churches around the world. There's power in that when we pray together. There's power when we praise God together. There's power when we clap together. There's power when we cry together. Power when we shout together. Power when we do anything together concerning anything on earth. Because he says if you'll touch and agree with anybody on anything you ask, I will do it. There's nothing that God cannot do. Do you notice that I did not say he is not able to? There's, there's nothing he can't do except lie. There's two things he's not able to do. He's not able to lie and he's not able to fail. That's the God we serve. And look at the next verse. The power of coming to church. We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Why church was so important. Where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there. In the midst of them. He's here. He's here. He's here, church. And when we come in as a body of believers and we preach his truth. And we worship in spirit and in truth. And we, we do what God wants us to do. He shows up every time. He is doing something. He's up to something. He's working. He's moving. Today, maybe you didn't get your miracle earlier. Maybe we didn't talk about what you need. We're going to open up the altar for just a few minutes. We're going to take some time to just thank him. And whatever he needs to be for you today, I just want you to know he is. He is. He is whatever you need. There's nothing he cannot do for you. And not only will he do something, the Bible actually says in Ephesians that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we could ask or even think. So if you'd bow your heads this morning, actually, let's just stand. Let's just mess everything up today. We already did the salvation prayer. We already prayed for anybody sick. We're going to open up the altars. We're going to sing a song. We're going to sing Waymaker, a different version. And, and uh, as many can... Did anybody happen to check the, happen to see even 10 seconds of the 
Alabama, Texas A&M game last night. Anybody here see that? A couple people. See all the 100,000 people waving their white flags and cheering and shouting at the top of their lungs for a college football team, and they were all squinched together. They didn't have no six. It's kind of, well, help me, Lord. Keep Say, Lord, help. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay focused. <clears throat> all the stadiums are full. No six foot, no mask, no nothing. And uh, we're here at church, kind of close together, but we got the blood of Jesus. Amen? So we can, we can be close. So as we begin to sing, would you just step out of your seat and come down to the altar? All of us, anybody that can, anybody that will, find a, find a place, stand, sit, crawl, lay, whatever you want to do. But let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the one who's here who is. Maybe, maybe God's going to heal you here. Maybe God's going to do another miracle in here. Amen. Just find a place. We're going to sing this song and worship Him. Praise Him this morning. Can we just worship him this morning and thank him and love him and praise him? No motives, just love, just worship, just adoration. My God, that is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in darkness my God that is who you are way maker way maker oh promise keeper light in the darkness my God that is who you are oh what a savior so powerful bow down before him More real than what we are here, more real than this realm is the supernatural realm. 